Thank you, Father, for all the encouragement tonight. In the Holy Ghost fight. LL Cool J Mama said knock you out. Knock who out? The devil. How? God of peace. Why? Because it is written. <laughs> Let's give you guys a minute to calm down in rapture. This wine is actually astonishing to me tonight. I don't even know why heaven is encouraging me so much. I'm pretty surprised by heaven right now. <laughs> Not that heaven ever discouraged me. But the Bible says, There was a battle raging in heaven. Amen. The battle belongs to the Lord. Who's Lord? Our Lord. Lord of what? Heaven and earth. Oh yeah. I thank you, Elijah, for the chariots of fire in this place tonight. Oh, Shaba. Thank you for your champions of the end times, your dread champions who have stayed joyful throughout the great tribulation and what they've suffered against the angels of Shekinah that deceive. You know that's what it says? That'll mess you up. There's not one instance mentioning the devil from Genesis to Revelation as a counterfeiter other than the things of God. Isn't that well? Peter says he's like a roaring lion, which is reference to Jesus, the Lion of Judah. <laughs> Another place, Paul says these are angels of Shekinah. Shekinah empowers the demonic as well as the righteous. You know that? There's three lights in Genesis 1, and they're all called Shekinah. There's God the uncreated. There's let there be light. <laughs> and then there's fourth day. God creating the sun, moon, and stars, which are glories according to Romans chapter 9. So hope you guys have girded your sword upon your loins with lightnings through your diaphragms and voice boxes because... You're going to need your swords. You're going to need to know the deep mysteries of the scriptures and not just surface ankle-deep waters. To navigate the maturity of the times, it requires maturity of the scriptures. Amen. So, when we read the scripture, we don't just want the surface deep interpretation. We want the river of life, the Holy Ghost, who inspired the prophets, who wrote the scriptures, to give us a deeper understanding 
of the things of God, as it is written, deep calls unto deep in you, in your deep today, to see what's in there, to examine the soil of our hearts, to see if there is any room for the Word of God to grow up in ways that are still yet unknown to us, living in the awe or the mystery of God. What is the mystic mystery? The Bible tells you there's a mystic mystery. Christ, the mystic mystery. It's Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now the enemy's got mysteries and I would not have you go into the deep secrets of Satan. Revelation chapter 2 says in dealing with the Tower of Jezebel, I would have you understand the scriptures in the depths of the river of the Holy Ghost and not in the sand but in the living water. Not in man's building in Egypt. Not in a place where man is in control or even angels of light are in control. For the gods of iniquity are angels of light. Another Name for the substance of iniquity that Jesus Christ said in the red letters was capable of doing signs, miracles, wonders, healings, driving out demons, all the works of charisma. Okay? And I'm not here to preach paranoia. I'm here to illuminate your hearts and minds with wisdom. We're going to grow in wisdom tonight to understand God, His Word, His Kingdom, and also the enemies so that you're not unaware of His scheming, His wiles, and His cunningness because the serpent is more cunning than any other animal in the natural realm. Notice it says animal, which means he's working through flesh and blood to constantly deceive through potent sorcery, even appearing as a lion, appearing as Jesus, appearing as archangels, appearing as Akiana's Jesus, appearing as... All the things of God, which is the only manifestations we see of the higher-ranking principalities towards God's prophets and even Messiah in the entire Bible. So Jude says that even the elect would be deceived if it were possible. Now I tell you what, I'm not so certain we're as mature as Apostle Jude in the Bible, the half-brother of Jesus who came out of the same womb, had the same mom. Right? Jude, half-brother of Jesus, the Christ, came out of the same belly, same mom. I think he knows a thing or two. You read Jude, shortest book in the New Testament, but it's jam-packed with action. He jumps right into the book of Enoch, directly quoting Enoch chapter 1 in Scripture. And you will see the Holy One coming with 10,000 times 10,000 of his holy ones riding on the clouds of heaven to execute judgment written upon the wicked ones. Amen? That's what Jude's crying out for. Amen? That's the apostolic justice and judgment that we want upon all the immaturity in others because we're the only ones that are right. Uh, No! In us first. Amen? We sacrifice ourselves first to build up others second. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Which means if the cross is crucifying yourself, you'll have the true agape of the blood of the Lamb to love others. But if you're crossless, 
What does Paul say? Apostate is the very definition of being apostate in the apostolic doctrine of the Lamb. Enemies of the cross. Many no longer walk with me. They have become friends of the world, enemies of the cross. Preach the cross nowadays, not just beating up sin, although I still enjoy that. I'll be honest, I like beating up scorpions. I like beating up demons. We're like CIA waterboarding the enemy every day around here with the waterboarding of the river of life because we hate wickedness and we love righteousness. Therefore, God, our God, has anointed us with the oil of joy beyond our fellow companions. Now, who has the oil of joy? The Lord told me, those who've remained faithful throughout the great tribulation. I can see the end of the great tribulation, can you? Where is your vision? Have you purchased the ISAF called the oil of joy beyond your fellow companions, which means you're going to be surrounded by lukewarm people that are not as fervent and zealous as going after the higher gifts of prophecy to have the vision of the great white eagle. Above all gifts, seek prophecy. What's prophecy? So I can just kumbaya people in the sand, give them fortune cookies? We need that sometimes, the gift of encouragement, Barnabas. It's an apostolic wonder. But I need vision. Vision. Prophecy is the vision of the great white eagle, Jesus Christ, that we may dwell in the white eagle's nest and be perched on high and not on low. Amen. Now, Revelation 3 sounds a lot like American Christianity, and it's not about being against American Christianity. It's about being against Laodicean lukewarmness, where you're distracted by just about everything except the ISAF of purchasing vision to go up the mountain and be there, says the Lord. Now, what are we doing with our lives? How are we spending the grains of sand in our hourglasses? You will be judged according to everything you've done in your flesh, it is written, which means in the hourglass of the blood inside your heart. Now, it doesn't need to just always stay glass. We want to turn the sand into glass, a glassy sea before his throne, for everyone who approaches the fire of God in the heavenlies. They shall receive a baptism of fire. John chapter 1, John answered them, saying, I baptized with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. Selah. <laughs> but they talked about him every day in church, Jesus. <laughs> he comes in a different form. Listen, man. Apostle John, Jesus' best friend, is 92 years old, exiled on Patmos, closest to the Messiah of any man on earth, and when he saw Jesus in a new form, the Bible says he fell as though he were dead. The boiling in oil didn't do that. Exile on Patmos, drinking salt water for three months with no food and drink, it didn't do that. 90-day fast couldn't even do that towards John. But looking at Jesus in a different form, his best friend of all the apostles, the only apostle at the cross. I can see you looking at the name tag. It's on purpose. Chill out, man. Stop looking at the book cover. Go into the pages. 
His best friend is on Patmos, 92 years old. Burning oil didn't do nothing. 90 day fast, nothing. What slew him? Jesus coming in a different form. Woo-wee! Just think about that. You're not even 92. You've never even been boiled in oil. You like the hot tub. John, he didn't like the persecution, but he endured it. But he liked God so much. Listen, man. If you want to be a leader and an elder of the heavenly saint, you know what entry level is? John. John at the cross. John in the oil. And John on Patmos. And if you don't think there's a Patmos here, you need prophecy. There's a Patmos here. It's called Revelation chapter 1. Exiled on Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, which means walking it out. Being a walker and not just a talker. We got people blocking us on Facebook. We got a 30-day ban on Facebook two weeks into that. I have death threats coming from people praying that I die from the Asbury, Kentucky revival. I'm certain they're not all murderers, but some of them are. I've experienced the most persecution the last two weeks in the history of Red Letter Ministries for not agreeing with what's going on in the sand. It doesn't mean I'm not against God. I'm for a greater maturity. I understand the promises are in the heavenly Sanhedrin, guys. And the enemy is infuriated that not all the Christians will submit to what's going on in the sand. What's going on in time? I mean, it's not being against God. God dwells in the heavens, people. The sand of the earth down below is the overflow of everything up above. As below, so above. Which means if there's stuff coming down below that's whacking people left and right everywhere, there must be something shaking, baking, and quaking, celestial bodies shaking, baking, and quaking up above. Problem is, we don't have celestial wisdom to even understand it. But it is the truth anyhow. We know the Bible says in Revelation chapter 5, five cut to the chase now, verse 10, that the overcomers who obey the commandment to come up here out of the earthly church of seven, which is Laodicea, the seventh church of Revelation 3, he commands you to come out of the lukewarmness, out of the earthly, out of the sleeping of just thinking you see. Listen, people, we can't have our own judgment. I have never seen a human being right about anything yet. It's not to be a hater. It's to be a lover of the cross. The whole purpose of the cross is to drive out the human being so we have the living being, the new creature in Christ. You can't have both salt water and fresh water. It is written, do you want the Christ nature or the beast nature? And everyone in the earth followed after the animal human nature. What's the number of the human being? 666, which is the number of idolatry. Principle of first mention, we need elementary wisdom in this place. 
the queen of the south, the ruler of the earth, woman, soul, Sheba, that's what it means in Hebrew, brought Solomon 666 talents of gold annually. Which, if you look it up, is $225 billion partnership with King Solomon. Pray for those kinds of partners to come into Red Letter Ministries and for your jealousy and envy and strife to be incinerated by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Can you pray for the blessings of others? I always do. You don't see me jealous or envious of other ministries ever, but they seem to be of us. Why? Because we're in union with the Father in a different realm. We have the cross greatly formed in us, so that we can understand what's going on with all people everywhere to make executive decisions from the gates of Zion. For it is written, I have appointed some of them to be judges. Now, judges is the best thing of all time. 18 of them in the book of Judges. Samuel was the last one with the horn of oil poured on King David. He anointed the devil first. Saul, the religious one that looked perfect externally, and then he revealed all the nation's hearts. Like, you guys just wanted in the realm of the natural, in flesh and eyes, and just what your brain thinks is good Christianity, carnal reasoning, mental ascension, human iniquity, antichrist everywhere, judging things by what they see and by what they hear against the messianic anointing of Isaiah 11. The Bible says, Isaiah 11, he shall never judge by what he sees, nor by what he hears. How does he judge then? Oh, my father in me is the judge, it is written. If you're God inside minded, you can yield to him no matter how bad external pressure is. Now we're dealing with some pressure here on a totally different level of iniquity and boiling of oil and Patmos and all the prophetic things of John and Revelation. You are so deep into the end times, it's exciting. Why? Because we read the book. We're winning. We're winning. Woohoo! We're winning. And even what comes down off the mountain works for the good of those who dwell on it. It is written. Which means all things will work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his heavenly upward purposes, which means it can't be earthly downward purposes. It is written, Mark of the low calling in Christ Jesus. We'd like that, because then it'd be like in our human nature, we could just stay human beings and practice kumbaya in our heads, memorize the New Testament, and be full-blown Pharisees. Whoops, already did that. Now we're going to go up into the, instead of the low calling in Christ Jesus, the high calling in Christ Jesus. To be from above where you were born again. John chapter 3, you must be born from above above in the great white dove and then remain there and don't get bewitched to practice some kind of form of Christianity down in the sand in Galatians 3 God outside mindedness thinking that you can finish in your soul what began in your spirit God is spirit therefore you must worship him in spirit and in truth it is written John 4 24 knocking at your door seeing if you will come out of the Babylonian horse, spirit of Babylon, and the fornication of the human spirit with the spirit of Babel. Okay? I saw the angel of Samson pushing over the tower of Babel the Great in America this week. Good news. 
Now the cloud of witnesses are going to win. Amen? You're not alone. You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You are on the winning side if you're in the above celestial realm of the holy angels where they dwell. Did you know when Rick Joyner went to heaven according to the torch and the sword, Jesus Christ told him face to face that the book of Revelation was all about the second heavens. Think about that. What have you done there? We stay away from there. We just pray from the sand against the principalities, powers, thrones, dominions in heavenly places. You can't do that anymore. The sapphire pavement will open up before the eyes of your heart and you'll be commanded to have a Philippians 3.11 internal resurrection of your spirit and your soul. That's what's required of you in this generation to come out of Laodicean, earthly, sand, signs, miracles, wonders, having all the stuff, even having prosperity, even having the ability to afford Biden's gas prices and Biden's eggs and then like boasting about it. You know, people are like that. I'm so prosperous now. I can afford Biden's inflation. You better not be happy with it. These are the works of the devil through Herod. Now listen, here's wisdom. Herod killed all the babies in Jesus' first coming. He did. So the angel had to come to Joseph, take the baby and his mother into Egypt, for Herod is going to kill the children. It is written. Okay? So Herod is against the child of God. Herod represents all the religious politics in the world. And we have a lot of it in the charismatic church. A lot more than we're willing to recognize. So what do we do? So glad you asked. We're going to have to beware of the seed of Herod and the Pharisees. And a lot of it has grown up into full-blown weeds like just trees with dead fruit, like fig trees with accursed fig fruit. And he cursed the fig tree. You will never bear fruit again. Why? Because it represents what Adam and Eve covered themselves in demonic government after they fell from grace. Amen. It's always going to be cursed, which means anything the devil's doing, obviously, you know, it's cursed. We just don't want it happening in your heart, in your mind, in your body, in your houses, in your finances, in your health, in your families, in your cities, in your towns, in your counties, in your states, in your nations, in your continents, in your oceans, your waters, your skies. We want your times, your seasons, and every aspect of life, spiritual and natural, to be totally blessed with no fig tree demonic influence whatsoever. Amen? On earth as it is in heaven is how we are to pray. Now, we got to do some stuff to get there. We can't just say, Kumbaya, come Holy Spirit, Maranatha. Although we can say Maranatha, Kumbaya, but you can't, according to 1 Corinthians 16, 22, unless you first say what? Anathema. What is written? Anathema, then Maranatha. Which means if you don't dispose of the old and the fig tree and its fruit, its trunk, its leaves, its branches, and its roots, which is all human religion, including Christianity of the human being of the beast. Now, the whole book of Revelation is dealing with the Christianity of the beast. What's the book of Revelation to? To the priests and kings of earth. It's only written to Christians. That's who it's addressed to as a letter. 
from Apostle John, Revelation 1, to the Christians, to the kings and priests of earth, it is written. So what is the greatest apostle who's ever lived saying to the Christians? Oh, he's saying a lot in there, isn't he? He's saying basically all the crap you're doing in the apostolic glory in your church is going to get you killed unless you come up here. That's basically what it says. The Bible even says that Satan will put some of you into prison and endure the end. You know, the reason why Revelation is not read so much, because it brings a different form of Jesus than our kumbaya stuffed animal Christ. The one we can control on a cross in our buildings made by human hands. Acts 7.48, God has never dwelt in any building made by human hands, so the Holy Spirit does the works, lest the laborers labor in vain, it is written. Amen? Truth, anyhow. So we want the works of the great Holy Ghost to appear to remove the mark of our own building and thinking from our heads and our hands so we can go up into the heavenly places and be there on the mountain. Problem is, it's just like Duluth, Minnesota, where we have Spirit Mountain. It's invisible, man. How can we climb an invisible mountain? I barely have faith for finances or paying my electric bill, Jesus. You want me to mountain climb with a shoebox out of the sands of time, put my hiking boots on, boots of burnished bronze, and climb a mountain of going from fire to fire, glory to glory, dimension to dimension, elevation to elevation, until I'm an overcomer of the world. Exactly. That's it. Now what's going to happen down below as you dislodge all this stuff going up into the high places and taking back what the devil stole the last six days? What's going to happen down below? It's going to get bright. It'll get so bright. The Bible says, Isaiah chapter 30, it'll be like the light of the sun, S-U-N, son of righteousness, Holy Spirit son, right? Creator of heaven and earth, fourth day. Got to take dominion over that, otherwise the warlock rules over you forever. Yep, that's what Genesis 1 says, that God created sun, moon, stars, fourth day, and what did God say? It is good. How many Christians in the sand are in agreement with God that the sun's good, the moon's good? Most Christians are like, the moon, that's witchcraft. You know what's witchcraft? Condemning Torah of Moses and the Lamb on Sinai where the word was given. We haven't even gone back into Genesis 1 into let there be light. How did uncreated light create light? You realize that's what it says? It's the craziest thing in the whole Bible is Genesis 1. You get into Genesis 1 in the Holy Ghost and let your assigned angels at your left shoulder and your right shoulder kick the demons out of you. Amen. And all the influencing spirits of religion, iniquity, perversion, covetousness, and drive out the influence of the flesh and the beast and have divine influence by the grace of the Lord Jesus, by his blood that was spilt, to erase the record of wrongdoing so that you are judged worthy of the heavenly inheritance that belongs to Jesus Christ. Then you'll have an impartation of a wisdom and understanding, a counsel and a might, a knowledge and a fear of the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord wants to rest upon Jesus fully formed inside that meat sack you're living in right now. Amen. Meat sack ministries worldwide, internationally. How do we get Jesus Christ formed inside 
human flesh. Now the Bible says the Antichrist is anyone who denies that Jesus came in the flesh. Do you deny that yad heh vav Elohim, God the Creator, did not come inside your flesh? Are you bewitched? Do you know the greater one in you? 1 John 4, 4. You know what made John so great? Surpassed every other apostle. They're all martyred. They couldn't martyr John. Why? Because he was God-inside-minded. That's why. He was fully God-inside-minded. He had a dominion over elements. You have to when you're boiled in oil. That would kill almost 100% of human beings unless your flesh is different, right? Unless you're wrapped in the spirit of Gavura, which is the Hebrew word might. The spirit of Gavura. That's what it says in Isaiah chapter 11. The spirit of might shall be upon him. Hebrew word Gavura. And it shall wrap you so you're impenetrable to demonic death. The angel of death and the demons and the evil spirits, all the wickedness in heavenly places, can't do nothing to the spirit of might. We need the spirit of might. We need the messianic anointing. What is it? It's written in the book of Revelation four times. Not one mention of the Holy Ghost. Or is there in the book of Revelation? What's the Holy Spirit called in the book of Revelation? Why is it only called the seven spirits of God in the book of Revelation? Because that's how Messiah knew the Holy Ghost. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not the revelation of you and me. Not the revelation of Pentecostalism. Not the revelation of the charismatic church. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's a constant unfolding of more, more, more than you ever had before. And it's coming from the inside out. Rock off hatch, it is written. Which means let him out. You called him in. Rick Joyner says most Christians have Jesus Christ inside them like a caged lion. And on the outside, they fight him. Why? Because they're bewitched. Having begun in his seed, God's sperm genetics of the word of God. First John, it is written. God has sperm. What is God's sperm? The word of God that got you born again to be born again. It requires sperma. You know sperma's in the Bible? It's called making room for God's glory to fit in the soil of your spirit and birth the new every season. Problem is, we got foul ground. We got self selfishness or self-rule instead of the government of the white dove rule where we have a judgment, opinion, and a false discernment about everything out of foul soil growing religious weeds of iniquity and we become the fighters of his second coming instead of the manifestors of birthing the divine child. You know the Bible tells you Jesus Christ is coming through the birthing of the divine child? He's coming through you before he comes to you? That's written in Timothy's epistle. It is written, you are saved by birthing. Birthing? What does that mean? Your spirit soil has fully yielded itself to the word. If there's any other word growing in you, a word of greed, covetousness, sorcery, witchcraft, selfishness, idolatry. Idolatry of self is the main enemy of this generation. Where we just can't see past our own eyeballs into anything that the eyeballs of Jesus are doing that flash with fire. If our eyes are not flashing with the same fire, we're not in union with him, guys. I stand at the door and knock, 
hoping that you'd let me in. Well, I already asked you in. You ever wonder about that? Revelation chapter 3 says Messiah stands at the door to an apostolic glory stream church with signs, miracles, and wonders. All the apostles of the Lamb were on itinerant loops through the seven churches of Asia Minor, if you know church history. And yet Jesus said, you haven't let me in. I'm standing at the door. How can you operate in Shekinah in the greatest, most well-pastored churches of all time? Revelation 3 churches, you know the Bible. And yet Jesus hasn't even come in. Why? Because you left your first love dormant in the sperm of the soil and tried to add Christianity on top of your heads. That's what iniquity is. That's what witchcraft of false Christianity, whore of Babylon is. And we're mad at it because we're glad at him. You can't love righteousness unless you hate wickedness. Now the apostles are dealing with this junk. That's why they said even angels will come in Shekinah to deceive you. Light, light. That's what the Bible says. How can angels come with light and deceive everyone? I'm telling you now, the only ones not deceived are the ones crucified high enough in Christ. That's the only way to have his vision. It comes no other way. The only way the seven eyes, Revelation 5.16, are shared with anyone who's ever lived, it's the same process for everyone, God's no respecter of persons, is that they be slain with him in the earth, and every elevation as they rise from the dead by the resurrection and the life to the Father. You can't rise one step into the air. The Bible says you'll meet him in the air. We think that's just second coming, poof, magic one through the air, and we don't have to mature in the things of God. No repentance, no consecration of the word, no obedience, just doers of our own thing, workers of iniquity everywhere, thinking we can kumbaya in the sand, and the mountain's just going to applaud us. You have really held on well, just doing your own thing in the sand. That's not the lion nature, guys. You're a false prophet if you're listening to that junk. If that's the message you're hearing, you're listening to lying voices. The voice of the bridegroom shouts like thunder and lightning. It's sealed to the time of maturity, which means the accurate word from heaven in his second coming is likened to seven lightnings and seven thunders with the shouting of the archangel and the blasting of the silver trumpet. Silver represents spirit in prophetics. I'm telling you, it's the exact opposite of Kumbaya. You've been lied to. Shouting of the archangel ministries worldwide. That's what Revelation says. The first time we liked that form because he came as a gentle lamb and everyone can just kill him and control him and put a stuffed animal image or a cross around their neck from killing him in his first coming because we have killed God. The humanity, nature, 666 nature, is the ruling over of God. They will trample the holy place for times, times, and half a time until maturity of the holy holies is manifest and birthed from the inside out and smites it into the lake of fire. What are they trampling? Remember, the Bible says that book is written to Christians, that they will trample, Christians will trample the holy place. They'll trample the God sperm genetics of developing the Garden of Eden on the inside, the secret stairway of the heart. They'll trample it. For a time, times, and half time. What does that mean? Until the mature ones appear 
and teach the nations to stop trampling the human spirit that has become the spirit of righteousness through obedience and union of the pearl of great price and cherishing it, selling everything to buy the field. What's the field? The sower sowing seed to buy the field. It's the human spirit transfigured. Enoch did not walk with God until his spirit knew and heard and followed God. Most of you are following God in your souls, which means you're not following God at all or in your flesh. Carnality is enmity against the Holy Ghost. Romans 8, it is written. So how do we make peace with God? So glad you asked. Crucifixion, annihilation, sanctification, consecration, through and through, spirit, soul, mind, feeling, emotions, time, finances, every aspect of life made holy to the Lord. That I'm not here for myself. I am here to learn how to be a priest to God. <laughs> a royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart for the Father to do the Father's works. Those who know their God shall do great works, exploits, which means those that truly know the Father begin to act like the angels. Who are the workers at the end of the age? The angel-like sons of God, the children of the resurrection, Luke chapter 20. It is written. Read the Bible. That's what it says. The workers are the angelic maturity of the Spirit. Look around, test the Spirit to see if it's archangel maturity or not. God inside-minded or not. Are they bewitched? It's not difficult, people, unless the masses have settled for soulish, earthly iniquity and think it is Christianity. Then you have the same exact situation as Moses with a couple people on the mountain and the majority in the sand. And in the sand, they got all the fire of the mountain. And it revealed their gods were in the sand. They constructed their own images, images of themselves. 99% of people only like to talk about themselves in Christianity. You notice that? You can't go 30 seconds without them telling you about themselves. Where's the talking of the kingdom, what the angels are doing, talking about the Father, the realms of glory? The resurrection. Why is it always me, myself, and I? Because that's sand fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. Okay? We want the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Now, in the sand, you get a testimony of me, myself, and I, how I came out of Egypt. Yeah, I killed that lamb and put the blood over my doorpost. Oh, yes. I'm the boss of this house. In lamb form, you kill your own lamb, you eat your own lamb. You smear the blood of the lamb in Egypt. That's how you act. Egypt represents sand. Once you come into the maturity, crossing the Red Sea into the sand of the wilderness, you deal with actual maturity, which is mountain, which means you're not actually in control. You're just totally full-blown deceived about everything you think you know about God. And all that pride about that puffs up from knowledge is being dealt with, the stubbornness, all of it being dealt with in the sand. And if you study church history, over 99% of believers die in the sand and never even taste the promised land. Truth anyhow. We come back from the promised land with Jurassic fruit, hallelujah, and it's wine grapes. The testimony of the promised land is, look how much pleasure, joy, 
unspeakable and glory they brought jurassic wine grapes a cluster of grapes so large they carried it on a pole likened to the poles that were already in the ark of the covenant notice the pole was different the promised land pole on the rings of the promised land were wine grapes that's what the bible says in the wilderness it was man's attempts to build stuff and serve god that's what it represents in wisdom peter says that the old testament is profitable for wisdom now promised land pole has wine who kept their joy through the great tribulation who has glorified their personality even greater than this or who's still a stern tightwad with no personality that has no sense of humor listen that's how you'll know them jesus christ said the false prophet will get bitter they'll get more and more serious all this ministry's mocking god blasphemers and now they're against what we're doing in the sand that's how it is out there weeping and gnashing of teeth in text messages phone calls people with 1.6 million followers texting me somehow my number got out there i'm removing that by the way i got a lawyer working on that i have angelic legal teams against this generation of iniquity yeah you need them they'll try to take you down i've had ministers sue me Woo! the same ones in the drunken glory in the glory stream everything they can do to character assassinate slander mock all i ever did was speak highly of them why did they attack me am i that big of a threat of something in their lives are they that insecure in their relationship about god you ever ask yourselves these questions you're caught in it too you are involved in this situation because you got a body on and you got a spirit in that body it involves all you you can't hide like the days of saul in your houses and be like oh that's just saul and david out there it it involves you get involved amen david was a renegade sleeping in caves all the report of israel was david was the bad guy the rebellious guy he's trying to steal all the mature things every synagogue every church in the whole nation controlled by saul who represents the principality of iniquity who's going to the witch of endor if you read the bible trying to conjure samuel or god's own glory through sorcery now you'd say that is so far out there that's what most churches do truth in you if you are in a church where the beast speaks and the humanity is not driven out you've never heard anything from god only from the beast the beast was given a voice so the christian beast the unrenewed mind the uncircumcised mind is speaking the new covenant new testament things even the charismatic things but the mind is not renewed into the realms of the come up here that's where we're at we're at a point where we're going to divide asunder the sand from the mountain you've had your shoe boxes with shoes in it for 20 30 40 years true did you climb the mountain what did you do with your invitation to joel's army did you joel chapter 2 turn the moon to blood yet did you learn how to walk on the moon you have moon boots 
Did you walk up the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter? Did you go up the path of Enoch? Did you read the book of Jude? Are you paranoid about the higher things? Are you fearful of stars? Are you fearful of God who commands you to rise from the dead? Do you know that Abraham's very promise from God after all of his obedience was to have offspring as the stars of the heavens forever? Do you understand Isaiah said after the seraphim touched his mouth with the coals of God's heart that the sun will shine like seven days in one day and the moon shall shine like the sun? Isaiah 30. I mean, it's like, how much iniquity can you cram down a generation's throat to make them blind of Malachi chapter 3? For the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings and beams. We don't want the sun of righteousness. We just want our kumbaya lamb that we killed so we can put the blood over our doorposts and have a good life in Egypt. They begged that they would go back under Pharaoh, which is under the dominion of the evil one, to live a human life with the things of God. That's why they perished in the wilderness. Truth anyhow. We cannot cling to our humanity. There is nobody more lost than the person clinging to to their humanity after receiving Jesus Christ. It's saying no to sanctification. It's saying no to the mountain. It's saying no to maturity. It's saying no to every aspect of his second coming. The things in the sand are anti-Christ, anti-second coming. Test it on the mountain. Now the mountain's got a ton of stuff going on in every direction. Multi- faceted many-sided wisdom of the ages it's called in paul's epistles so it's not just your individual perspective this takes the whole heavenly council the 24 elders around his throne to see it which means prophets see in part now unless you have 72 seer prophets coming together on the top of the sun, the archangel standing on the sun. Book of Revelation, read the Bible, that's what it says. He's ha- he has the crown on. Jesus is in the clouds around that archangel in Revelation 14, 14, holding the sharp sickle, which means this gospel becomes entirely cleansed in a new heavens. A new second heavens is the promised land. You don't need a new third heavens. Third heaven never had sin in it. But Peter said, we shall have a new second heavens where righteousness dwells enoch prophesied they the mighty ones the predestined foreordained sons of god will heal the luminaries why do you need to heal the moon because the warlock of iniquity has it why do you need to heal the sun because the witch of sorcery has it what do you think secret societies are what do you think they're learning in those places? Every single one of them's a Luciferian, guys. Truth, anyhow. We've done everything we could for 17 years to prepare you, and it's like only opposition persecution, except for 0.001% of a remnant of the charismatic church that could listen to something higher than that's not taught in Bible college. It's just like... My God, how stubborn and stiff-necked can we be in one generation? God is preparing us for the promised land, and we're saying no. We're settling under the lamb nature in the houses we built in Egypt. We've gone back into Egypt after being born again. 
which is returning into the witchcraft after you're born again, twice dead, Jude calls it. Truth anyhow. What can happen in Egypt under the magic arts of Balaam and his two sons, Janes and Jambres? Oh, let me tell you, I'm so glad you asked. What can Balaam do to curse you if you come back under Pharaoh? First of all, you'll be totally blind. It'll be blind leading the blind, dead burying the blood, dead burying the dead, Jesus Christ, red letters. Jesus Christ said, everyone who came before me was a thief and a liar. Can you imagine apostles saying that today? They'd start picking up stones. They'd start texting, calling their grandma. Anything they could to terminate that ministry. Because there's so little confidence in yad heh vav -Heh being inscribed inside the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're so bewitched. We oppose God-inside-minded confidence as if Jesus did not come in the flesh because we're mostly still following the God of this world and the powers of the air through our physical senses and our own human reasoning, which means we're completely following the Antichrist. Does that mean microchips and guillotines? Probably not. Honestly, probably not. You probably should get them. That's what you deserve. But, Grace, you don't get what you deserve. Mercy seat, you ain't gonna get what you deserve. What happened to Nimrod? He tried to do all this crap before. Nothing new under the sun, it is written. Bible tells you Ishmael, Ishmael shot him with the bow and arrow in the open field. Didn't even take Isaac. <laughs> Which means even natural-minded technon-Christians will take out the Antichrist. That's exactly what is written. It's not even going to take the most mature stuff. The most mature stuff keep going higher and higher, glory to glory, dimension to dimension, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Into realms of peace that far surpass any understanding you're going to have in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Truth in you. Surpasses understanding. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Who's directing your paths? Are your paths upward? The path of righteousness upward. The path of wickedness lateral. Lateral. The path of wickedness is going to and fro. In the sand. Katie's Pardia wandering around the wilderness for 40,000 million years in Christianity. Just basically two ages. Two whole days of God's time period. Katie's Pardia. Anyone goes up the mountain... They're usually stoned to death. You notice that? <laughs> John G. Lake, just in the 20th century, when he got so deep in the mystic things of God, was so persecuted, they cut off all of his finances, and him and his wife died of starvation. Let that sink in. The Pentecostals and the Charismatics cut off someone who came into realms of sonship and they starved them to death by cutting them off from all support. That's how John G. Lake died. There's sons that have been like William Seymour and other ones. Oh, who's the other one? William Brenham. William Brenham. Woo! Oh my gosh, they'd throw eggs at him. <laughs> Anything they could to slander his reputation. Yeah? Well, you're in good company. Hallelujah. They hate our guts too. But I tell you the truth, the sons of God are going to prevail for one reason. City of the chosen. This realm from God the Father's heart is indestructible. I tell you the truth, my mom tried to abort me three times before I was born. They tried to kill me on drugs 20 times before I was a Christian. 
I've been shot at over 20 times since I've been a Christian living in North Minneapolis surrounded by 36 organized gangs. I've been shot my first week of full-time ministry in Southside Minneapolis, point-blank range, emptied a clip 10 feet away from me, right at me, through a kid's brain, splattered his brains all over the concrete. That was my first week of full-time ministry. It was like Vietnam during the Tet Offensive. Now, I know most of you haven't experienced that in Laodicea, but that's how it's been in RLM from the beginning. And it hasn't calmed down yet, although I've gone up because it's so horrible down below. And the demons are always trying to kill, steal, and destroy through sinners, through animals. We wrestle not with flesh and blood only, it says in Greek. You know that? One of the worst doctrines of demons in the charismatic church says, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. You're a liar. The Bible says in Greek, we wrestle not with flesh and blood only, which means mostly flesh and blood. If you haven't noticed, that's mostly what you wrestle with. That's a doctrine of demons that almost every charismatic church believes in right now. That's why they're like, oh, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We just love all these vessels of demons that come to and fro. And we're just loving all the sin and iniquity and strange fire and false love and pretending like it's agape, which is actual blasphemy. To call what a human being is capable of agape love is blasphemy. Only God is agape love through crucifixion with the blood of the Lamb. Human beings cannot love unless they've been crucified progressively. And the cross is the only mention of agape in the entire Bible. Divine love is only one place. Calvary. And Calvary can grow to be the chief of all the mountains in the last days if you die on it like Isaac every day. Some of you mature and you become the Abrahams and it's even more severe where you're sacrificing your own Isaac. It's a much greater maturity. Who are fathers? They who have known him from the beginning. I commend you young men because you've overcome the evil one. I commend you fathers because you've known him from the beginning. Bereshit Elohim. The beginning. The very, very start of creation which means you're operating in a much more powerful light outside of time and space in the beginning that's the reference quoting genesis 1 first john it is written bereshit elohim that you have known him who is from the beginning in the beginning what god in the beginning yad hey vav hey created elohim Woo! amen isn't that good you have known him in that form fathers and what's the first thing he does let there be light but he was already light so why did he create light because the bible says he's light within light and the bible says it goes on there's light within light within light three realms of light if you read genesis 1 stars fourth day light light first day light and then god the Bible says, is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So three different lights. Problem is, enemy runs on the fourth day light. And that's why everyone's paranoid about stars. Or like, oh, star worship, that's forbidden. Zoharastrianism. We're into all kinds of Molech worship and pan. And they start to use the mature things of God in technon speech and get confused and paranoid. And they die in fear and they never climb the mountain, twisting through a Leviathan spirit. You notice that? Like they use the very teachings of the wise men coming with the stars from the east. And Herod's not killing the babies. He's got all the babies incarcerated in buildings made by human hands. Now Herod's killing the wise men and their stars. That's what he's trying to do. You notice that? What's persecution in the 21st century in America? Herod's in Christianity, not persecuting the children. He has 
incarcerated the children. They're called chicken coops, where the chickens go in the earthly, in the sand. Uh huh, that's what church is, chicken coops. That's what God calls it. Now, Herod isn't fighting the chickens in the chicken coop unless they escape the chicken coop. And of course, you know, they're, they're apostate or whatever. Some excuse. Like the Holy Spirit conference out here in front of 4,000 people, this leader said, Brandon is a heresy hunter. For 20 minutes in front of 4,000 people in 2010, explained how evil I was and it was justified to call the sheriff's department to escort me and 10 of my disciples out of the Holy Spirit conference. Building shut down, pastor died of cancer within years. That happened. Ancient history. It's log. God said, bring a camcorder. I want you to see this. They like strange fire. They don't like my fire. Truth anyhow. We've been dealing with iniquity in the church from the very beginning. And we know him who's from the beginning in that realm of let there be light that has dominion over all the works of the devil, which is all the works of stolen Shekinah. Angels of Shekinah that deceive. You ever think about that? No, because you're deceived. That's why you don't think about that. When you're not deceived, these are the things you think about. Truth, anyhow. When you come out of deceit of the angels of Shekinah that deceive, you're in a different realm of light called let there be light, which is the light of righteousness. It's the light that Enoch walked with God and was not. If you're faithful in a little, I'll give you a lot more. Let's see what you do with the mustard seed of light. Of what kind of light? Directly from the uncreated. Oh, now there's Shekinah, and then there's Shekinah, and then there's Shekinah, Shekinah, Shekinah. And for your sake, it's all called Shekinah light. Right? Yep, that's what the Bible says. Shekinah, Shekinah, Shekinah. Here's the issue. When you start to live in the light, you realize that Shekinah also empowers all the demonic. Yep, that's why Satan's a counterfeiter of everything of God, because he lives in the fourth day Shekinah. That's the realm we must conquer, the realm of sun, moon, and stars. Blessed are they who just stay on the earth and are paranoid about stars. Call it Kabbalah. Call it all kinds of names. Judge with no wisdom. Hate the wise men. Hate their stars. Scientists believe and scholars believe that this, the wise men from the east followed the star Jupiter in Hebrew has said to find Jesus, the Messiah, in baby form. Smartest people in the world were the worshippers of Messiah when he was still a baby. Nowadays, you'd call them heretics, kick him out, and you call them occultists and stuff because this church has gone completely insane. And that's exactly how it is, and you know it. We're so anti-biblical, anti-maturity, we have made our own doctrines in the sand and solidified ourselves against the mountain. I'm telling you now, 99% of the charismatic church down here, you call it revival, I call it judgment. We'll see who's right. Every mature prophet I've ever seen in has stood up in every revival and called it judgment. Now, people say, oh, it's revival, save the world, save the world. God says judgment, 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 burn it with ever-increasing fire. I'm not coming except through what? Days of Noah, it is written. What happened days of Noah? slaughtered everyone. You ever wonder why they couldn't just swim? Because the Jewish rabbis believed that the waters were boiling so hot it ripped their skin off their flesh, then it ripped their flesh off their bones. The same way the demons ripped the skin off of Messiah because Messiah was the one enthroned over the flood waters according to Psalms. 
the demons wanted retribution and vengeance because they were offended by the days of Noah. Because what died in the days of Noah? The fallen angels' children and all the works of the fallen angels. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Men of renown, which means giants, we found their bodies in burial mounds in Minnesota. I believe it's the 1934 edition of the Star Tribune. And while they're carrying a 30-foot skeleton, they were met by secret agents and the body was taken to the Smithsonian. That's what it says in the Star Tribune. This isn't conspiracy theory. I've read it in the archives of the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Okay. Now, Minnesota didn't have as many burial mounds as Ohio and the Ohio River Valley. They found hundreds. They have found skeletons 30 feet and 60 feet long. Now, you're living in the days of Noah. These are the spirits that once lived in that skeletal structure. That's why the warfare is so strong against you. You are fighting demons all the time inside sin. Sin, iniquity, is the worst form of sin because it's done in the guise of the covenant religion. But we did signs, miracles, and wonders, healings, and deliverances. We drove out demons in your name, Lord Jesus. Depart from me, worker of iniquity. Iniquity is the most deceiving form of satanic activity in the Bible because it looks exactly like Christianity perfectly. It looks like a perfect glory stream church in revival. That's what Jesus Christ said in the Bible, and I tell you the truth anyhow. Now, how are we going to know the difference? Elevations. I'm telling you now, where there is a cross lifting you into higher realms of greater fruitfulness, the Jurassic wine grapes, where is the wine? In the heavenly realms. Come up here. The commandment of Jesus to come out of the wilderness and come up the mountain and be here. These are the only Christians that are not going to completely lose their minds in the coming hours. Judgment is upon you. And if you haven't noticed, every mental institute in America is at maximum capacity and there's weightless and they're mostly Christians in there. Why? Because they're bewitched. Bewitchment, religion, is mental illness. And it's not even a matter if you're mentally ill. It's measurements by how much carnally minded you are. And you could say you're fit-minded and you're fit for this, that, or the other thing. The only one fit down here, my Bible says, is the Holy Ghost. And if the Holy Ghost ain't in control, right in your mind with tongues of fire, you're in trouble. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is going to turn up in a form that makes even the most zealous Pentecostals queasy. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like to live inside your comfort zones. He hates the Laodicean lukewarm spirit. He says, of that spirit, I'll spit it out of my mouth. He's talking about born-again believers. Now, Jesus Christ, red letters in Revelation. If you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. No salvation. You're not going to heaven. You're going to lake of fire with weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. And you might be there, but, 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 that sounds like fire and brimstone. That's what Jesus literally said. That's what Jesus said. That's the red letter ministry. Come on now. We need it in the context today. We need it revelant, revelant, and rhema relevant today. We need the red letters relevancy right 
now. Amen. We can't live in past movements. We can't live in past experiences. We need to live in the daily bread it is written. How do we pray? If you're going away, Jesus, they're all scared. These are the toughest men in Israel. And they're scared. Why? Because everyone's trying to kill them. They're in Roman occupation. Everywhere they'd go, they'd see people lying naked on crosses, starving to death and suffocating to death. Crucifixion was the most common type of murder and execution-style punishment of the Roman armies. They would have seen thousands already crucified by the time Jesus was crucified, so they're a little scared. Everyone's trying to kill me, now you're going away. How are we not certainly going to die? And they all died, didn't they? Martyrs. Yes, they did. They all died as martyrs, but they didn't die in fear. They died in faith. And the Bible says in Revelation that the martyrs are crying out before the throne for vengeance. When will you avenge our blood? You know, that's what the Bible says. You read that? That's what it says. Read the book of Revelation today. It'll only take you two hours. You'd have nothing better going on except the word of God forming heaven and heaven's light beyond what you're comfortable with in your hearts and minds. And God wants to raise you up into new elevations to purchase a greater ISAF. He wants all of you to be eagles. Eagles. You're born again of the great white eagle. God is an eagle. He's a wonderful four-faced man, lion, eagle, ox, and man. It is written. We need the eagle eyes of Messiah in our hearts and in our brains not just buried down inside like oh well when i have time to do a three-day fast maybe i'll have clarity then the word of god can circumcise you now the word of god is a sharp two-edged sword sharper than anything to divide asunder bone from marrow soul from spirit you're hearing the word of god continuously are you allowing it to circumcise your humanity off the new creature in christ let your new creature eat put your hand on your belly and get your spirit fed by what jesus christ said amen well context brother really context huh i don't think the board of directors would agree with that last time i checked robert's rules of order were not in the bible but there's crazy people in the bible ezekiel never even washed his hair you know what that means this dude's coming in looking like cousin it hair past his feet he'd never shaved his beard ezekiel was a nazarite samson a nazarite another guy i just read john the baptist a nazarite these nazarites could you imagine them being involved with your american christianity oh man what would john the baptist say right now probably the same exact thing repent and be baptized we prepare the way of the Lord, the spirit of Elijah. Make straight his way. His way ain't in the sand anymore. He opened the heavens, it is written. He ascended to the Father. Now we can ascend in that same path to the Father. I don't know the way. The word is the way. Lightens your feet, lightens your path. Psalms 119. The word is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. You have the word. Mix it with faith. And the sapphire stones 
In Hebrew, the sephirot, the sapphire stones that Moses walked on, will illumine before you to go from glory to glory and not just be in earth's atmosphere. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has been thrown down to you. But blessed and rejoice exceedingly you who live in the heavens, who's teaching how to live in the second heavens and the third heavens. Do you realize that's what the Bible says in Revelation 12, 12? Blessed are you who live in the heavens. What's the heavens? Fourth day. Blessed are you who live in the fourth day heavens. God created the heavens. Same word in Hebrew in Revelation as Genesis 1. Fourth day, God created the heavens, the sun, the moon, and the stars. He didn't end there. That's not all that happened the fourth day. And their angels say they ought. Now only one third of them are bad, guys. Revelation says the dragon's tail swept one third of the stars. One third of the second heavens. You'll find Enoch says these stars don't appear at their time. They don't do their orbit. They don't obey their orbit. They're not orbiting correctly. Any star, planetary sphere in the heavens, second heavens that's orbiting is obedient. That's what Enoch said. And that's the truth anyhow. Bob Jones said that many times. One of the last craziest things Bob Jones said on God TV, on Rick Joyner's Morning Star Television, before he died, this was like his last broadcast, guys, was that the saints were going to populate the planets. You say that stuff nowadays, they scream new age. No, God says fourth day. He made the sun, the moon, and the stars. Blessed and rejoice exceedingly, you who dwell in the sun, moon, and stars. I saw a woman standing on the moon. How many of y'all know nowadays in Christianity, we'd begin persecuting that woman? You know who that woman was? Israel. That's Israel birthing the Messiah, red dragon waiting to swallow him up. But they were taken away and the earth helped the woman. Yes, creation helps us. Now we are at war against Satan and his armies and his demons. And Satan's got all kinds of junk. It's a lot. But... We're going to teach you, equip you, put the full armory of God on you, get you God inside minded, get you raised from the dead, get you in the oil of joy, having eagle vision, discernment of spirit so great that you won't participate in sand activity. And it's not like your bah humbug anti-revival. It's just you've been in revival for like 20 years on the mountaintop learning about the highest things of heaven and earth directly from the archangels and the things in the sand are so clear to your perspective up here people think you're freaking nuts they thought moses was crazy hide us from him who's on the mountain we forbid you from speaking to us lest we die same words written in revelation same exodus on the mountain hide us from him who sits on the throne and from them who stand and sit on the throne, that throne room company of the overcomers. The people in the sand are hiding themselves from the people on the mountain, if you haven't noticed. Guess what? Mountain people walk in true agape love that burns up sand people. Sand people, tech non-Christian. Mountain people, weos people. Which means people on the mountain only got on the mountain through the cross growing in them and it's continued to grow so you can just 
pray for a bigger cross, which means the greater agape, which is the greater burning up of all the things in the sand, all the things of the technon Christian, the infant in Christ who's still drinking the milk bottle, but some of you should be teachers by now, solid meat for the mature, it is written. They're only three years old in the glory. Paul said they should be rabbis. Hebrew word, teacher, rabbis. You should be rabbis of new Torah, which is the instruction of Messiah's teaching by now, but you're still needing milk because you're infants. You're still crapping on yourselves. You're still sinning against your own bodies and sexual morality. You're still practicing iniquity. They'd speak in tongues with the temple prostitutes, be like, yeah, I'm like the princess Diana up here too, with Diana, the god of the Greeks, and look at me, I can speak in tongues. Then they'd have sex with prostitutes. They were drinking the cups of demons and the cup of Messiah. That's lukewarmness spit out of his mouth. It is written. Hallelujah. I know none of you are lukewarm, but you might meet somebody out there that's lukewarm and just tell them, God's going to spit you out of his mouth. Like Jonah. The only sign and wonder you're getting three days in the belly of a big fish. And then, get the puke bucket. You're going on the sand, then you preach the gospel having experienced all the sin of being digested in the belly of the beast three days, dying with Christ, entombed with Christ. Now you're a witness of the resurrection. Now you got a little apostolic oil rubbed into your forehead. You've tasted the grave. Oh, I'm only co-raised with him. That's not what the Bible says. Co-crucified and co-buried. You need to be buried too. Problem is, most of you are escaping your own funerals by allowing the Adamic nature on the outside to continue to live by eating witchcraft and drinking the cups of demons. And that's the truth anyhow. Come on the mountain, God will burn it all out of you. If even an animal were to touch the mountain, it must be stoned to death. And we say, oh, it's Sinai. Listen, man, mark of the beast, mark of the animal. Being stoned to death by 500-pound millstones off of the table of the manifesting sons of God is promised in Revelation. Strong meat for the mature. Strong meat. It needs to be digested into your spiritual stomach. And the Word made flesh, living epistles, read of all men, it is written. Don't you want the Word? Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God remains forever. Nothing can shake the Word. The issue is, is your whole spirit consumed by it? Is your whole soul, mind, will, and emotions consumed by it? Is your brain and your physical senses completely eaten up by the lion of the tribe of Judah, which the Bible says is the word of God? They wept and lamented because no one could open the scroll. What's the scroll? Bible. Printing press, 16th century. What did they have until then? Scrolls. No one could open the Bible. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is able to open the Bible and loose the seven seals for the seven spirits of God, the messianic anointing, to make the word of God your flesh. So you have the testimony of Jesus, the experience of the Messiah. You're living Christ's life. I, my life, I life, no longer lives. The self-life, the self-rule, the decisions, the false wisdom, the worldly wisdom, the carnality, the lukewarmness, all of it incinerated when Christ's life is lived for you, the lion of the tribe of Judah uses his word like a sword, a sacrificial dagger of a high priest to slay the animal. But behold, he still lives. Yes, the living word, 
living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. This is what the Father accepts. And if you are not sacrificed by the word as a sword, you are not an offering to God, but to Nimrod the Antichrist. Only two trees in the garden. Fig tree or tree of life. And the tree of life is the cross and you got to die on it progressively every day. And it's going to offend the pride and snot and stubbornness out of all your masculinity. And it doesn't end with just taking the pride and the envy and the strife out of men. It takes it out of women too and their jealousy and their feelings and emotions and everything of male and female, Hebrew and Greek. gets so burnt up that the only people you can relate with are those crucified to those heights and the archangels and the cloud of witnesses and the heavenly Sanhedrin and all the mature weos on the mountaintop. The 24 elders. What are the elders of the heavenly Jerusalem? The Bible tells you. It's in wisdom form, but it tells you. 12 names of the 12 apostles and the 12 names of the 12 tribes, which means all the wisdom of the Old Testament and all the wisdom of the New Testament in your temple slain with him. Now you're an elder of the new covenant, an elder in the kingdom of heaven, not on earth, in the church of the firstborn in heaven. Then you shall rule and reign with him and have authority, might, power, and dominion over the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and everything that crawls on its belly. You might be able to crush the serpent in the garden quite easily with that level of maturity. And that's where you're going in the name of Jesus Christ as the predestined, foreordained children of the resurrection. Amen. We'll see you guys Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you'd like to give a sacrificial offering from your bank accounts, God watched how much they gave. That's the most offensive scripture to the principality of poverty. Jesus Christ sitting at the temple watching how much money they gave. Amen. Just obey his eyes. They flash with fire. Obeying Jesus will bless you beyond belief. Obey God in everything, but it really starts with pricking you with the God of this world with finances. If you can't be obedient in finances, you'll never be obedient with heavenly things. It is written. Amen.
close Ezekiel 1 verse 28 as the appearance of the rainbow <laughs> that is in the cloud in the day of rain so was the appearance of the brightness round about 
This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one who spoke. See the rainbow of the crown of Jesus Christ. Then begin to hear what he says to you. In Jesus' name, amen. His grace.